Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of Talkin' Braves. I'm Luke Harden. You came in hot there. <laughs> I, I was... Yeah, no, it's like your microphone like, is like abnormally loud right now. Is it? It is very loud. Maybe, I think I might have been up on the microphone, might have been the issue. No, you're still really loud. Really? Interesting. <laughs> so, rest in peace, headphone users. My name is David Waters, <clears throat> by the way. Um, his name's Luke Harden, and he's going to try to get his microphone volume fixed. We've been talking this whole time, like before we did that intro, and like it was fine, and now it's all of a sudden really loud. So, how you doing, Luke? Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. You know, can't complain. Excited for, for baseball season to officially start tomorrow. Or I guess today, really. Today, yeah. when you're listening to this, you're listening to this, it is today. So today is opening day. Happy opening day, everybody. We made Happy it. Opening day. You know, opening day should have been a week and a half ago, but I, but basically baseball decided to, you know, do that stuff. But we're here now, and we're excited. I'm ready. Yeah, uh, w- way beyond ready. It's been, you know, you get you get the the spring training vibes going and. You know, the guys are starting to get hot and, you know, whatnot. And it's, 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 it's time, you know, usually we obviously have this week er, about earlier, as you said, but, you know, baseball is better late than never. And we're going to play a full 162 and, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun, fun season in really everywhere around the major leagues. I'm mm-hmm. excited. We're going to talk about everywhere in the major leagues today and go through our, you know, pr- predictions for the standings and playoffs, World Series favorites, Rookie of the Year, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, there's a lot of young talent that's going to be making opening day rosters throughout baseball. And I cannot wait for that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a really fun season. A lot of young talent to look out for. And we'll talk throughout the episode about some of these players. So I'm, look- I'm really looking forward to a- another great season. Oh, yeah. Can't, doesn't get much better than this. Beginning of April. Beginning of April is always a great, great time. You know, outside today, it felt like Florida. At least for me, it was so humid out there, and it just felt like, you know, it felt like summer. And that's yeah. That pumps me up, you know. Yeah, that gets you excited for, you know, going to the games, you know, getting your seats, getting some your tickets and all mm-hmm. that. And we'll tell yeah. you how to get your tickets you in just a little bit, but 
Um, I have a little bit of an, an exciting announcement. So um, I remember this was probably August, September, somewhere in there. I said, like, you know, probably in February or March, I'd have an exciting announcement, most likely. Um, it's not either of those months, but it's a little late. But this is what I was referring to. I, if you go back and listen to all those episodes, I can't pinpoint you exactly which episode it was. But I did say that. And if you actually remember me saying that, then kudos to you. You must be a pretty consistent listener, which we thank you for that. If you do appreciate you, but um, I am officially an employee of the Atlanta Braves. So it's 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 no more DFA Liberty Media for you because not for me because they not for you, you, they you pay guys me. will continue to hear me say it but you know obviously Liberty Media signs this guy's paychecks now so he will not be able to you know get on the fun as I will be able to because I don't work for Liberty Media I do mm. not work for the Atlanta Braves mm. so best owners in baseball <laughs> it's crazy how times switch up so quickly. <laughs> You know, last episode, uh, we were, you know, hey, time changes. And but hey, if you if you love that segment, if you're here for that segment, you've been here for a while. I will continue to do it and I will forever continue to do it unless obviously I work for the Atlanta Braves one day, mm-hmm. maybe in the future. But we, who knows? But hey, it's going to stick around here with me for for a while. And, you know. Excited for you know, more slogans to come, you know, DFA Manfred, DFA. That's going to, that's going to stay, but that's going to stick sure. DFA Manfred, you know, <laughs> DFA <It's>, Manfred. <laughs> it, you know, we're, we're just thriving. So we're doing great. So my official position is a greeter, which, so I'll be at, I'm, I'm going to be at the left field gate. Okay. That, that's my position. Um, and actually something new this season is that le- the left field gate, is going to be A-list members only. So if you're not a season ticket holder, we'll not be able to be there for you. But um, I'll be there from the time gates open until a few minutes after first pitch. Then I can either go on break or go usher for a bit. So um, obviously, I you know I haven't done it yet because the first game is tomorrow. So um, I'll, I'll only be there a few times in April. I'm going to be there all weekend. But uh, starting in May, uh, pretty much the rest of the season up until about September. So um, it's kind of a dual position, both greeter and usher. So it'll be a, kind of an interesting thing. Really looking forward to it. And I've wanted to do this for a while. So um, if you see me, please come say hey. That'll be awesome. Excited. Also, if you want to work for the Braves. Reach out to me. I could try to make, make something happen. Also, like, I get money for that if, like, you know, I refer somebody. So, like, that's kind of why I'm saying that. But reach out to me, okay? I'll split it with you. <laughs> so, um, and there's also another problem. If you want to come say hey to me for a game, uh, you need a ticket for that. Tickets? Tickets. SeatGeek. Check out SeatGeek and get your tickets, okay? They got they got some great deals. You can save money. Get yourself some tickets for this season. Use promo code Braves News on SeatGeek at checkout. Get twenty dollars off of your first purchase of fifty dollars or more. Shout out saves you money. 
get yourself a couple $25 tickets, spend $50, pay 30. There you go. It's the way. It's the way to do it. That's how that's how it's done. Also, yeah. get out to a game, go go see, you know, I know that it won't be $30 tickets. Go see Shohei Otani and Mike Trout coming into town in over the summer or come mm-hmm. see Freddie Freeman come back to town over the summer. It's going to be a fun summer. It'll be I'm great. I'm looking summer. forward to trying to get out to a few games myself. You know, it's going to be a mm-hmm. little bit harder for me since I, you know, I won't be in the Atlanta area majority of the summer, but I'm excited to get out there when I do. Um, and I will tell you guys when I'll be going to the games, if you guys are too. So you can also come mm-hmm. and see me. You know, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come see me. I'm just a regular guy, but if you're, you know, if you're feeling it, you, you know, I'm a normal guy, just like you guys just come say Hey to me. So, you know, we're all Braves family. And even, even if you're not a Braves fan, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're just a baseball fan. You're, you know, mm-hmm. in the area, coming to a game, coming to see, you know, your team play against the Braves. I obviously won't be cheering for your team, but you know, Hey, come say hi. Mm-hmm. So yeah. If you're a Mets fan and you're up, uh, up in uh, Queens and you're going to a game, you just promo code Braves news. Same thing <laughs> for you. You know, all I'm really doing here is making the world a better place for everybody. Hey. So Going to a concert, going going anywhere, just you know, yeah, Braves news. S- save money on concert tickets. I mean, you know, I- I'm going to go see Kenny Chesney with you. Yeah, in May, I'm so see Kenny Chesney. come say hey to us there too. Come say hey. Anyways, um, there's a lot to get to this episode. So there also, also I-, I also do want to put point this out. People have been asking me because you know I've been telling people, hey, I'm working for the Braves. People are asking me if I can get them tickets. Uh, I can't. I'm sorry, but uh, I can't get you that that discount on SeatGeek. So that's best I can do. So hey, it's something. <laughs> hey, it's better than nothing. Definitely it's something. definitely something. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars is you know, that's two Chick Fil A meals right there. So mm-hmm. that's four gallons sponsored of gas. by Chick Fil A. But you know, hey, maybe hey Chick Fil A, reach out to us. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's four dollars. That's four gallons of gas. <laughs> it's four gallons of gas. <laughs> There you go. All right. So we got to save the NLEs for last because you got to listen to us rant about all these other teams for the next. I don't know how long this is going to take, but we'll get to the NLEs later on. We're going to talk about the Braves and their chances to possibly repeat. That's for later. We will start in the AL West. Luke, who do you think is going to win the AL West this year? Man, this is one of the more interesting divisions because obviously you got the Houston Astros who just, you know, obviously went to the World Series, but you obviously lose Correa. And then you got, you know, everybody, it seems like everybody's an Angels fan this year because, you know, obviously everybody wants to see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani in the playoffs. But I think I'm going in a different direction on who's winning the ALS. I'm going to go with the Young Guns, the Seattle Mariners. They're going to break the drought. And I think they are going to win the AL West. Maybe, maybe that surprised you. I don't know. Maybe you're not as high as me on the the Mariners, but they got some young guys, some young studs. Julio Rodriguez is making the opening day roster. So, hey, they got some some young studs up there in Seattle, and I'm really excited. If you didn't watch this team last year, 90 win team just missed out on the playoffs, and you know they are a fun team to watch. They got a great fan base when they when they do show up because you know obviously they haven't mm-hmm. been to a playoff the playoffs in 20 years so it's hard mm-hmm. to you know get back into that but i'm 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 feeling it the, the the mariners are going to break the drought in 2022 and 
win the AL West. So, mm-hmm. hey, why not? Mm-hmm. I still think it's going to be the Astros, actually. I think, uh, you know, despite losing Correa, they're going to have Justin Verlander back, which is going to be awesome. I mean, they've they've lost uh, a lot of guys over the past few years, such as George Springer. This year they lost Carl- Carlos Correa, but they have Ver- Verlander back. You know, Kyle Tucker is one of the brightest stars in baseball. Um, we're, Jordan we're Alvarez Kyle is Tucker insane. Supporters here, even though absolutely, even though he's on the Astros, but you know, big mm-hmm. Kyle Tucker supporters, big mm-hmm. Preston Tucker supporters as well. Oh yeah, Preston and uh, apparently he's back with the Braves organization. I saw like one tweet on that, and it was from the guy who was verified, and he was like the Mississippi Braves announcer or something. So I mean, I haven't heard anything else, but apparently, hey, Preston see Mississippi. Bra- I'll, I'll be. I might go catch a Mississippi Braves game. Braves game this you know summer. Go see some guys down there. You know, mm-hmm. why not Preston mm-hmm. Tucker in Double A? He'd he'd mash probably, probably. But um, you know, back to the Astros. I think that you know, getting Verlander back and that rotation that's already you know solidified by Lance McCullers, who might not be healthy for opening day. Um, but they got Luis Garcia and Framber Valdez as well, two very bright young pitchers with a very bright future. Uh, their offense, I still don't think that they're, you know, they still got it. Because <laughs> Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez are just going to continue to get better. Jose Altuve is, you know, say what you want about him, you know, bang, bang. But, I mean, he Luke, you're taller than Jose Altuve, right? I am. One of, the few, one of the few people I actually am taller than. So there we go. I, I had to throw that out there. Um, but he continues to hit. Yuli Guriel won a batting title last year. Um, Bregman, we know he's capable of. Um, and Chaz McCormick, and um, he's a very good defensive outfielder as well. Um, I still, I just don't think that they've lost enough to not make them win the, this division. However, I do think that the Mariners will get a wild card spot. Hundred percent. I, 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 you know, I think the reason I say the Mariners, I think, I think the Astros will actually will make the playoffs as well. I think they'll be the second place team, as you said. How good their rotation is, you know, it stacks up with some of the best. And you know, obviously getting Verlander back, you know, he's been sharp. You know, shout out Ben Verlander as well, even though he's not in the league. He's, you know, hey, come on the pod, you know, we'll, we'll flip it, little flipping bats, talking Braves, com, um, little duo there. So, um, but, you know, you want to talk about, you know, the rotation is just up there with the best and pitching wins games and that you need pitching. So I, I'm going with the Astros to, you know, get that wild card spot and, mm-hmm. You know what they do in the playoffs. They, you know, they've always been very consistent in the playoffs. You know, for what whatever reason that may be, <laughs> but hey, you know, Astros. Yeah, I definitely think that the, I mean, the Mariners won ninety games last year and they got better. Okay, they yeah. got the that young core. Jared Kelnick is going to be a star. I know he wasn't great last year. I think he was even sent down at one point. But, you know, look at his stats in the minor leagues. He's going to be a star. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Julio Rodriguez is going to win an MVP one day. Without a doubt in my mind, he is, you know, a generational type talent. They also traded for Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. 
I do think that, uh, you know, not getting Kyle Seeger back, he lost him to retirement. I think that's going to hurt him a little bit, but you know, they, they also got the reigning Cy Young award winner in Robbie Ray, but behind him, Marco Gonzalez. And that's pretty much it. That's like the big, I, I, I am very interested to see, you know, shout out, you know, this is my my team, but Georgia guy, Emerson Hancock, who might make his way through the the system. Go dogs. Um, Potentially see him later this year, but you know, that's another guy in the mix, but as yeah, you, you said, it's very, you know, the very opposite kind of, of the Astros because the Astros are built on rotation. I mean, you got, obviously you got the Cy Young winner. He's going to be your guy, but like you said, after that, the depth just isn't mm-hmm. there, but I think with some of these young guys, I, Logan I just Gilbert. think uh, Logan Gilbert, it, yeah, it Logan Gilbert, very underrated last year. If you did not get a chance to watch Logan Gilbert as well, he was, you know, something to, to watch. He was very, very good. And I mean, even, even guys like Chris Flexen was, was, you know, maybe not, you know, outstanding, but he, he got the job done and there's a reason they won 90 games there. There's not, that, that was nothing to, you know, 90 games gets you in any other year in the, oh, yeah. no doubt. The, in, in except 2021, what just happened to be the year that teams, two teams won 90 plus games and didn't get into the playoffs, which is just unheard of. And then, and, and then us with what 88 wins when winning the world series, <laughs> the world, it was a crazy year last year. It was, he's it's baseball you know, though. It's baseball. Hey, but I mean, this say this Mariners outfield is, is something that, mm-hmm. you know, young guys, Kellenic, Julio Rodriguez, Mitch, Kyle Lewis, Mitch, Hanger. like they don't even have I mean, space for everyone. Like, they don't even, <laughs> I mean, they just got guys on guys in that outfield and like, it'll be interesting to see how that, that works out. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, even Jesse Winker plays. He's he's not good defensively. He'll definitely DH, definitely, but he can also yeah, play yeah. outfield. So, mm. you know, it's it's gonna be a very interesting thing. And then you got you know the infield. You know where they you know JP Crawford, who's really when he was. I mean, we we saw it firsthand when he was in Philadelphia. He was not good um, with his the bat, but you know something clicked in Seattle, and he's been he was very good last year. And you know he's already really good with the glove. And then you know. Ty France, Adam Frazier, and then Suarez, you know, not the, the flashiest, you know, sexiest infield, but hey. No, they're, definitely they're, not I the think, sexiest. That's us. <laughs> they're they're gonna get the job done. And I mean, the one downfall might be that the bullpen, but other than that, I think very solid team. And you know, that's why I like them. Mm. That outfield is just loaded. I don't know how it's really gonna work out without trading one of these guys. I mean, and maybe get, getting another pitcher or some bullpen help. You know, Mitch Hanniger, unbelievable year last year. Oh, yeah. Real, like, and Jesse Winker is basically the left-handed Mitch Hanniger that can't field. Um, both are insane with a bat. Uh, Kalanick and Rodriguez are going to be absolute studs. And then you have the 2020 rookie of the year, Kyle Lewis. I mean, who was, of course, hurt a lot last year, but. Um, if he if he's healthy, you got to have him out there. Oh yeah. So I'm not really sure how this is really going to work out for him, but uh, you know, too much talent is that really a thing? No, yeah, really. I don't think that you can never have. I mean, just go ask the the 
the Dodgers. Dodgers. Just go ask the Dodgers. You can never. I mean, Kevin Pillar is going to be in Triple A for crying out loud. You know. <laughs> oh my. God. It's ridiculous. There's just something. There's something ridiculous about that. I mean, mm-hmm. that just. I don't even know. It's mm-hmm. something else. I can tell you that. <laughs> so then the rest of the AL West, the A's, they they're just horrible. Last yeah, place, no doubt. Awful. Um, let's talk about the Rangers, and we'll finish off with the LA Angels because everyone wants to see the Angels in the playoffs. Um, but the Rangers, what did the Rangers do this offseason? Man, the Rangers made some serious moves offensively. You know, they solidified their middle infield for the next, you know, however many years, 10, 8, 10 years, however long, with Marcus Semyon and Corey Seager up the middle. And then, you know, I, I like the, this team on paper offensively is going to mash. This team is going to hit. The one downfall is obviously their pitching. They they have they signed John Gray, who very very good. Obviously, being in Colorado, you know that's very skewed. He you know he pitches at Coors Field, so. But John Gray has been very solid. Mm-hmm. The numbers, despite pitching in Coors Field, have been very good. And I'm interested mm-hmm. to see, you know, you know how how this team really sets up. You know, they traded for Mitch Garver. They have Adolis Garcia, you know, going into his second year. The, they have some guys there, but I mean, the, the pitching just it really does concern me. And I think that's the one thing when you look at this team on paper, it's like, you know, like, ugh, like this is kind of rough. You know, you got Garrett Richards and john gray but after that it's like you know who, dane who dunning spencer there? howard Dan and dunning <laughs> i mean like some of these guys colby allard i mean i mean i don't i don't know but after the one two guys i, you, I just have no clue who they're gonna throw out there mm-hmm. you know obviously th- this is probably the start this offseason was the start of something that you know for the next you know, five, 10 years could lead the Texas Rangers to be the, 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 the powerhouse of the AL West with the Mariners potentially. I don't really know, but on paper, this offense is going to mash the bullpen and the pitching rotation is going to just get lit up. So mm-hmm. no disagreements there. Um, you know, they, John Gray, I feel like could absolutely go off, you know, of course, going from Coors Field. Now he's at one of the biggest ballparks in the league. Um, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, he, he's kind of a sleeper scion candidate for me. Um, I really think he's going to do, I, I mean, he's found himself a home there in Texas. I know like that's, it's kind of early to say that considering, you know, he hasn't pitched for them yet in that ballpark, <laughs> but, um, you know, it definitely could happen. As you said, they got Mitch Garver, who, um, is, is definitely a, like last year, it, Garver was hurt quite a bit, but his stats were just insanely good for when, when Mitch Garver's on the field played. and he's, he's, you know, at the plate, he's going to give you 25, 30 home runs a year. He's you know he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to hit, hit th- close to 300, but he's going to, you know, produce some home runs and give you some RBIs. And I mean, he, he's not, you know, flash behind the plate, but he, he gets the job done. He's, he's very, you know, solid back there. Nothing great but I think he gets the job done and definitely a good, you know, veteran guy to hopefully help that, you know, 
some of the younger guys like Dan Dunning and, you know, Colby Allard and some of these other guys outside of John Gray and Garrett Richards. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the angels. I, I think uh, they're, uh, they're my third place team behind the, the Astros winning the division and the Mariners in second place getting a wild card spot. I don't think this angels team is quite good enough to, to make the playoffs, even with the expanded playoffs. I just, they still need more pitching. That's always yeah. the deal. I think it's, you know, I liked what they did this offseason. They got a lot better. And I, I liked that they were, you know, aggressive to, you know, go out and, you know, beef up the bullpen a little bit, add Aaron Loop, add Archie Bradley, you know, add, I don't, I don't even know. Ryan Tapera. Michael Lorenzen, Ryan Tapera, you know, some some other guys. And but brought I mean, back that, like, Iglesias as well. Iglesias bringing him back, but the, the downfall, I mean, leans back towards, I mean, you got Shohei Otani and Patrick Sandoval was solid last year, but outside of that, you know, it's like, you know, who are you really going to run out there? You know, Reed Detmers might, you know, Reed Detmers his, could be really good. He could be really good, but we, we haven't really seen anything yet. You know, he, in the limited time he was up last year, he was not great, but I mean, you know, Max Stassi, you know, they, they signed him to an extension. And I think maybe their idea is to, you know, get that veteran guy and, you know, help some of these younger guys. But I just don't see a world where I think a world in, in fantasy world where we all want to see the Angels make the playoffs. But it just it won't happen, mm. sadly. I like that they went out and got Noah Syndergaard, who, yes. you know, we just don't know how he's how effective he's going to be coming back from Tommy John surgery. But of course, you know, two best players on the planet in Otani and Trout. No doubt in my mind, Mike Trout's the clear number one. I'm sorry, I'm a way network. That was bad. Um, but, um, you know, they also have Joe Adele, who could be uh, in line for a breakout season. They got Jared Walsh, who's amazing offensively. Rendon, if he's on the field, he he's one of the best third basemen in the game, but he's not unfortunately he just isn't on the field. Um, but David Fletcher, you know, if you're if you like exit velocity, you hate this guy, but you know, he can still get on base. Um, but you know, a few question marks here. They they got Kurt Suzuki um as a backup for Stassi. And you know, on paper, their offense is really, really good. It's just you know, can the offense stay healthy and can their pitching carry them enough? And for me, yeah, I that's think a no. That, yeah, I think there's going to be there's going to need to be multiple guys that have, you know, breakout, like you said, Joe Adele. And then I, I would say at least two stars, you know, Reed Detmers, you know, maybe Griffin Canning. I, I believe he's injured right now. Don't I'm not 100 percent sure, but maybe he comes back and, you know, pitch is really good. But just on paper, it just it's not meant to be. And it, it does feel like we do this every year with that. The angels, they're just, they're just not quite good enough with pitching. They always have the offense, obviously, but they're just not there with pitching. It's the same sad story year after year after year. Yep. We love the angels. We want to see them do well. Okay. I mean, they just have so many likable guys and everyone wants to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. Cause Mike, like there's not a single person on this planet who doesn't like Mike Trout. And there's not a yeah. single person who doesn't like Joey Otani. Like we need to see these guys on the big stage in the playoffs as a world series contender. And we just haven't seen it. So anyways, we gotta, we gotta, you know, get going a little bit. 
So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, talk about the AL Central real fast. Uh, I have the White Sox winning it. Yeah, if you don't have the White Sox winning the AL Central, I don't really know what you're doing. Two through five, I could literally see basically any combination. I really could. You know, I am excited to see Bobby Witt. I think Bobby Witt is going to win AL Rookie of the Year. That is my prediction that he wins AL Rookie of the Year. I think, I don't know, I, he might be the favorite. I, I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, exciting young player. But, I mean, I could really see, you know, anywhere from Twins, Tigers. I It just, I don't even know. The Central is kind of... Guardians are in last, no doubt, in my mind. Yeah. I think two through four, yes, we can kind of see that. Go it's either just kind of like but... I could you could flip a coin basically for two through four and two through four and just say, you know, put this team here and this team here, because I think they might all be around the same record, you know, 75 to 82 wins, maybe somewhere around that, you know, mark. Um, Obviously, the twins have Correa now and they, you know, Buxton, he's possibly an MVP candidate again this year um, before he got, he was before he got hurt last year. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, and I think the, the main three, the similarities that those three teams really have the twins, the tigers and the Royals is pitching. I think that the pitching is just kind of, you know, all over the place. So I think that's what really sets apart the white Sox from the rest of the field in the mm-hmm. AL central. So the white Sox are just, I mean, not many people are talking about the White Sox. Um, they're they're borderline super team, really. They yeah. are, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, I I love what the Tigers did this offseason. They went out and got Javi Baez, Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, they they got Spencer Torkelson for their whole year, uh, as you said, Bobby Witt as well for the Royals. But um, you know, AL Central is typically one of the more boring divisions in baseball, to be honest. But this year, there's a lot to watch there. You know, Miguel Cabrera is closing in on 3,000 hits, I believe. Um, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know exactly what the number is he has to get, but I'm not sure what the number is either, but he's he's close to that milestone. Um, but, you know, they have a great young rotation. They got Casey Mize, Tariq Skubal, um, Spencer Turnbull through no hitter last year. I don't know how much of a, you know, say what you will about Spencer Turnbull. I don't. I don't really know how to feel about him, but he's probably your number four or five guy. Um, but um, still, I don't think that, you know, despite getting Eduardo Rodriguez, I, I just don't see enough pitching for the Tigers, but their offense is very good. They went out and got Tucker Barnhart uh, earlier this offseason. They still got Miguel Cabrera, Heim, Jimer Candelario. Um, still got Miggy. Jo- Jonathan Scope is on the team and their outfield. They went out and got Austin Meadows this past week in exchange for Isaac Paredes and a uh, compens- uh, uh, was it compensation draft pick, I believe. Yes. Um, so that's going to help them out quite a bit. You got, still got Akil Badu, who was a star last year, and Robbie Grossman, who, who just mashed last year. You know, I like this team offensively. I think they're, they're very, very good. But uh, obviously the pitching, you know, we'll continue to see these guys develop. But uh you know, their bullpen kind of bad. Stinks. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, without a doubt, you know, I, I see the uh, White Sox as the favorite. 
But I will say that the Twins also might be a sneaky team in this division. Yeah, I think I think they the, the Twins have a lot of guys that could be hit or miss. You know, Chris Archer, could he make a, you know, a, be a big time factor in that rotation? You know, what does Sonny Gray bring to the table? You know, they're starting a rookie on opening day and Joe, Joe Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> what does he bring to the table? So there's a lot of what ifs. I feel like in this division that it's just like, you know, what, what, what if this guy does this and this guy does that? But I mean, I think at the end of the day, I could potentially see the White Sox winning this division in mid-September, quite honestly. I really think, I mean, I know that a lot of talk about the best middle infield being the Texas Rangers, but I think that the Minnesota twins are right behind them. You know, they got Jorge Polanco, who is just an absolute underrated. beast, super underrated. And they added Carlos Cray, of course. Um, and, you know, of course, if Byron Buxton stays healthy, this team could potentially, you know, pull off an upset and win the division over the White Sox. I don't see that. It's happening. It's always but- that. The, 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 it's one thing with the twins. You, they're either going to win 60 games or a hundred games. You, you just never know. They, they could rattle off a hundred wins. Like they did, you know, whatever year that was, 2018 or 2019. I don't know what year that was, quite honestly. But 2020. 2020? I don't even know. It would have been 2020. I was making a 60-game joke. But um, (laughs) (laughs) they got Alex Kirloff, who a lot of people think could be a star. Max Kepler is – I mean, he wasn't very good last year, but a couple years ago he was a very – very good young outfielder. So it'll be interesting to see um, what this Twins team does. But uh, White Sox, you know, we're not even go. You know, we'll, we'll just go through the t- their team real quick. They got uh, AJ Pollock and a deal with the Dodgers exchange for Craig Kimbrell. So that that happened. Um, but they're, they're outfield. You got Eloy, Luis Robert, Robert, whatever you want to say. Who you know, if he's healthy, he's one of the best players in baseball. Um, you know, th- those three outfielders, Pollock, Jimenez, and Robert, that's insane right there. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're a fun team to watch, and they, they, they mash. They, I would not be surprised if they are the best offense in baseball statistically. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they have all the tools <laughs> to do that. And, and they're infield, too. It's I just mean, insane. Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada, Cesar Hernandez, or not, or not, is it, no, Josh Harrison and Josh Harrison. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't know who's, I don't know if they're platooning somebody there, but um, Josh Harrison. So, I mean, that if Josh Harrison's the weak point, he's still, you know, he's still very solid. Not nothing, you know, he's not a star by any means, but you know, he, he's very, consistent and you know good clubhouse presence as well so mm-hmm. also have one of the best catchers in baseball in Yasmani yeah. Grandal and you got Reese McGuire in a trade for, as a backup yeah so OPS um, machine Yasmani Grandal mm-hmm. and you look at the rotation Lance Lynn who's going to be out for a while but you know he's still good um Lucas Giolito is on this team Dylan Cease is a stud uh they lost crochet I believe for the year I think he's yeah he's my John I think Yep. Dallas Keuchel, probably not going to be that, that great. He's just not that great anymore. Um, you know, I'm Kopech. Kopech, is Kopech, he going to start? 
I I believe they I don't know that for sure, but supposedly they are supposed to work him in the rotation. I would imagine him. I I could imagine. I mean, with how good their bullpen is already, mm-hmm. I think they kind of want to move mm-hmm. Kopech. He obviously was a starter um, when he first came up, and then had the whole you know Tommy John and injury. He was injured left mm-hmm. and right, so getting him back to you know hopefully being a starter with his with his stuff is would be mm-hmm. just. Oh, I mean, that'd be fun to watch for sure. So I think that them, this White Sox team and the Braves are like neck and neck in terms of bullpen talent. Oh, yeah. even even the White Sox, even without Craig Kimbrell are just insane. They went out and got yeah, yeah. Joe Kelly, who is one of the most likable guys in baseball for obvious reasons. Um, they have Hendricks as one of the best closers in baseball. They have Kendall Graveman, um, Michael Kopech, who is most likely going to be a starter for him. But, um, you know, Vince Velasquez, I, I, I kind of see him as a long relief guy. Um, but, you know, the, the main three, of course, you know, Kendall Graveman was a pretty darn good closer last year and the year before and a couple of years before that as well. Um, yeah. You know, even without Kimbrell, they're, they're loaded. Yeah. I mean, I think you could put – one A and one B next to the White Sox and Braves bullpens. I mean, you, you you could really flip a coin and just put them one two because those are easily the best two bullpens in baseball, in my opinion. I mean, I really don't think there's anybody close to those two right now on paper. So, AL East. Oh boy! Now this is a tough division. Let's just say this- the Orioles are in last. Yeah, um, we can just get that out of the way. Everybody, let's get that out of the way. We're not going to talk about last place teams. We're not going to stand there. Um, who do you have winning th- this division? I mean, honestly, you could go. I mean, I don't so think there's really directions. a wrong answer at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Blue Jays because I'm of, going Blue Jays too. I'm going Blue Jays because of the rotation. I think all four of these teams have guys that are gonna hit, and they're all gonna be really good. But I think the thing that separates the Blue Jays and the rest of the division is they have Jose Barrios. They have Kevin Gossman. They have Alec uh, if I can Manoa. Manoa. You're welcome. They, you know, they, they got, I don't even, I don't even know who else they have quite honestly. Um, but so um, um, their, let me look. <laughs> their rotation is very, very good. And they, you know, they have Matt Chapman. They ha- now they have Vladdy. They have Bo Bichette. They have Kevin Biggio, who, you know, can he turn around a little bit? He was kind of, you know, they have, you know, these guys that are just going to absolutely flat out hit. And that, you know, I think the the bullpen or not the bullpen, the rotation is what separates them. So this is going to be one of my like this is a team that I will I'm going to love to watch this year. Um, you know, the, the rotation, uh, let me just, you know, they might use a six man rotation. I doubt it, but maybe to, to take some yeah, pressure Kikuchi off of these. As well. Forget yes. about him. Mm-hmm. So we got Kevin Gossman, um, Jose Barrios, Alec Manoa is a stud, uh, Hyunjin Ryu, Yusei Kikuchi, Nate Pearson. There's a lot of great, great names there. They can mix and match. Nate Pearson could be a super, super good player. Just he hasn't really shown it at the major league level yet. Um, I believe his main pitch is that slider. That's going to be, a, you know, 
<laughs> it's going to be insane <laughs> to watch for years to come. But uh, this offense, top to bottom, there's not a weak spot. Well, they have catcher, but um, catcher Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk, not really exciting there. But um, that infield, that outfield is insane. You know, they got around the infield. You got Vladdy over at first, Matt Chapman, a new a new Blue Jay at third. Kevin Biggio is likely going to be playing second. And, of course, Bo Bichette at shortstop. And then their outfield, Teoscar Hernandez is just unbelievable. Uh, with the bat, yeah. uh, Gur- Lourdes Gurriel is awesome as well. George Springer is a cheater, but he's really good too. And Ryan Tapia is uh, also in the mix there as well. So top to bottom, this lineup is unbelievable. And then they have Jordan Romano closing out games. Yeah, who was very very good last year. I mean, there's really no bad things you can say about them. How good their team is, and you know, they'll get to play a full season in Toronto this year, which is, you know, exciting to see that. Obviously, I think they maybe had like one month in back in Toronto and it was like maybe 50 percent capacity. So, you know, excited for them to you know mm-hmm. get back to playing home games in Toronto and, you know, bringing big time crowds. So mm-hmm. Blue Jays fans were happy for you. Yeah. Use my prom- promo code. Uh, was this at work in Canada? <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no Let's idea. See why not? I have no idea. I don't know. If you're listening from Canada and you're going to go see the Blue Jays play, let me know if that my promo code works. Up in Canada, I don't know. That'd be interesting yeah. to know. But honestly, second place. I mean, second place. I don't even know where to start because they're just this team. I, I got to go with the Rays. They don't have the best team on paper, but it's the Rays. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I I would go in a different direction. I'm going the Red Sox, but you could I go think, either way. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's really no like I said, like you said, there's really no wrong answer. It's just, uh-huh. I mean, one through four could just be literally anybody. I I could see all four teams. It's just ridiculous. I mean, the the team I have in fourth place, I have the New York Yankees in fourth place, which just seems like yeah, insane to even say. Um. Like this, the Yankees could very well win this division. Like it's just, I mean, (laughs) this this division is so loaded. And then there's the Orioles, but it's just like there's so much competition in this in this division, and it's just insane. And don't get me wrong, the Orioles also have some good players, but you know, Mullins, Mancini, Mountcastle, just to name a few. But like, they have no pitching. Um, it's, so it's they're, just, they're definitely one. There's not too many. There are not too many divisions every year. You can say I could see four teams winning it, but this, I mean, this is like, you could see the four, we predict a fourth place team. We could see winning the division, the Yankees. We, I mean, I could, we could, I think a lot of people could see them winning the division. They know they went to the playoffs last year. They won the wild card game last year. It's, you know, it's crazy that we're sitting here, you know, saying that the Yankees are going to be a fourth place team, but they could also win like 95 games. And, and that's just the, the reality of the AL East. It's just ridiculous. And yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really have, I don't have anything against the Yankees. I have something against their fans and the, you know, 27 rings. 
Um, but you know, uh, this Yankees team is still good. You know, Judge Stanton, um, you got Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, um, Josh Donaldson. I mean, it, they're a very good team. It's just, I think, I, just the think, one they're, thing, I think they, they're just three better teams right now. I think the division. The one thing that separates the Yankee or the, the Red Sox and the Rays from the Yankees, I think has to be they're managing the Alex Cora and Kevin cash are just better managers than Aaron Boone. And I think that's what it, I mean, you know, Kevin cash is one of the best managers in baseball there. I mean, he he goes out with, with the team that he has and goes and wins 90 plus games every season. And it's, you know, it's something to see. And I think that's the reason why teams Mm -hmm. put the race so high because they have the best, Mm -hmm. if not one, one of, if not the best staffs and, you know, development staffs in, in, the majors and i think that's really in my opinion what separates them is you know aaron boone compared to kevin cashman and aaron or ugh, alex cora and then obviously you know you the, say the aaron boone, cashman I, I i i don't even know all right a little, a little kevin cash it. i i guess i was i was for some reason i might have been thinking brian cashman i don't know no definitely you're thinking like mixing uh aaron boone and brian cashman together brian i don't know cashman Aaron Boone, <laughs> Kevin Cash, and Alex Cora. That's what separates those three teams. Mm. Like, honestly, on paper, the Rays are a fourth-place team, but they're the Rays. <laughs> I can't just... put them in fourth place. It's re- yeah. like It doesn't make any sense to me, but it shouldn't make sense. But, it you know, the, the, just the fact that they're the Rays is a re- good enough reason for everybody. That, so. Like, people be like, it's like, why do you, why do you think the Rays, it's the Rays, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's the reason like, I think they're going to be so good. Look at them year after year after year, just, you know, going deep in the playoffs. And they haven't won one yet with Kevin Cash, but I still think he's the best manager in baseball because just the way he thinks is just different, you know? Yeah. He, and, I mean, I think sometimes that comes back to bite him, you know, with – you know, he, he Snell. mentioned the heat, obviously game six when he pulled Blake Snell, but I mean, he's Mickey Mouse very, he's very analytical driven, but I think at the end of the day, if he wasn't that analytical driven, they wouldn't even be close to the playoffs. I think that's what, what people are like. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's how they got there. Why would they, they change something that works? So, you know, that's the reason why everybody's always so high on the Rays. I feel like it's because of Kevin Cash. Let's go to the other coast. And the West. Going back to the, I mean, we we could just get this out of the way. The, the Dodgers winning the division. I mean, would you would you agree? I know you're staring. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just Dodgers winning. The I, I don't think that this is like you know Dodgers on paper. You know, I get it. A lot of people are like the best team of all time. I know they. Yes. Okay. Fine. Dodgers fans you got Freddie Freeman. Congratulations. <laughs> but I will say that, like, they also lost Max Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Okay. They lost Corey Seager as well. This team, honestly, like, I know they just got Craig Kimbrell and Freddie Freeman, but I think this team is worse than last year. I do. I think they got worse. I think the one thing I look at the, the the Dodgers and say is, I I outside of you know, I I I don't know outside of Blake Trinan, I really don't know who is like, 
the guy in the bullpen. I mean, you got guys that have been solid, you know, Daniel Hudson, you know, Bruce Dark Ratterall, you know, Alex Vesia was good last year. But I just and then they get just get Craig Kimbrell, but at the same time, it's a big, you know, Craig Kimbrell is has been very inconsistent and you know, I assume he will be the closer because that is where he is meant to be. He is not a setup man. He does not thrive in a setup role. He, if you saw it with the White Sox last year, he sucks in a setup role. He is a closer and that's where he should always be. But, you know, I think, you know, does, does Trevor Bauer come back and, you know, help that rotation out? If he, does he come back when he comes back? I don't know what the, the right answer is. But, you know, obviously you got Walker Bueller in that rotation. You got Julio Urias, you know, but Clayton Kershaw, obviously. But, I mean, it'll be interesting. And I still think they're the best team in that division. Oh, yeah. Best team in baseball, I think. But Yeah. I mean, yeah. Best team in baseball. You know, it's really just a matter of – you know, what, what, how they perform in the playoffs. Cause they're obviously going to make the playoffs, but you know, they, they obviously haven't won a, you know, you want to call it a real ring. They haven't won a ring in 162 game season, you know? So I think that's, you know, something that they're going to have to get over the hump and, you know, work that out. So. I think the Padres, it's just like the giants. I, I don't know if the Giants can like do what they did last year, but I think the I'm going to say the Padres right now are my second place team, and and, like I don't think it's the fact that they got better this offseason. I know they they're they're most likely shopping Eric Cosmer right now, but they got Luke Voigt, who is a big improvement. I think they got Machado. They got I mean, I know they lost Tatis for probably half the season, which sucks. And it'll be interesting, you know, can, are they going to call up CJ Abrams? I don't know. Possibly. But, um, you know, Jake Cronenworth is an absolute stud. Will Myers, Trent Grisham is awesome. Um, um, they had, I think they lost somebody in the outfield. If I remember like I was just thinking about it and then it like completely went out of my mind, but you know, th- this rotation is um, amazing. Blake Snell, uh, Joe Musgrove is, I think Joe, is it Joe Musgrove starting opening day? Uh, you Darvish as well as in the mix. I think you Darvish is starting. You Darvish. I don't know. When do they play? Uh, oh no, it's Sean Manaya. Okay. Oh yeah. Friday. Wait. Never mind. Never mind. Wait. Oh, never mind. No wait. Oh no. That yeah. It is Sean Manaya. Or no, no, no. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's you, Darvish. I don't. I'm looking at. I'm all over the place. It's you, Darvish. Then Sean Manaya on Friday. Sorry. Yeah, they got Sean Manaya too. By the way. So you know, Sean Manaya. Like I was. I, I actually kind of forgotten about this because it happened like two days ago. Um. Let me just pull up their roster real quick. But um. You know, also Clevenger might be coming back this year, and he was a stud. 
Mackenzie Gore is on their roster right now. I guess he he, he made the roster as well. Denelson Lamette, I mean, he was effective a few days ago or a few years ago, days, years ago. Um, Chris Paddock, they're most likely going to be trading him. You know, they, they got Austin Nola behind the plate as as well as Jorge Alfaro, who absolutely demolished the Braves. He's out of the NL East, thank goodness. Luis Camposano as well. Um, Hassan Kim, how effective is he going to be? We don't know. Um, also, in the outfield, they have listed on their roster right now, Matt Beatty and Jerks and Profar right now. Um, I just think that pitching staff is just so good right now. That is just like, I, I see this team coming in second place, and it's not just the roster. Bob Melvin is going to do wonders for this this team. I think last year, what really cost them in the end was team chemistry, and that that completely falls back on the manager of that team. Jace Tingler was not the fit. Bob Melvin has been, you know, he brought the A's, the A's, the athletics, that same athletics that just traded away everybody. Like, and he brought them to the playoffs several times. Okay, he's definitely one of the better managers out there. And, you know, I think he's such a great fit for San Diego. I'm, you know, he's obviously also familiar with Sean Manaya as well. They probably had a, a great relationship going for a while. Um, you know, do you think the Padres are going to be a second place wildcard team? This is the thing. I think on paper, yes. And I think Bob Melvin is going to, is going to, it's definitely going to, you know, change the culture there. But at the same time, I need to see it. I need to see it. Obviously Tatis is hurt and you know, when he will be back and I like this rotation on paper, but here's the thing. What I think of Gabe Kapler now compared to when he was on the Phillies is a whole different thing. He didn't work in Philadelphia. He, I think the world knows that he sucked in Philadelphia. But there's just something about Gabe Kapler and this Giants team that just, I don't know, that, that on paper, this team isn't great. Very similar to what the Rays are, in my opinion. You know, obviously, I'm not comparing Gabe Kapler to Kevin Cash. But yeah, you are. kind of am. But at the same time, it's like you look at this rotation. It's, you know, Logan Webb, breakout year last year. Alex Wood. Carlos, they signed Carlos Rodon. You know, they get, they have Anthony Disclafani, Alex Cobb, you know, Brandon Belt is back and a leader on that team. Brandon Crawford, you know, Joey Bart's going to be the, the catcher behind the plate this year. I, I don't know. It's, just, it's more of a gut feeling than a good take necessarily. But I'm sticking with with the Giants to get one of those wild card spots this year. So here's the know. issue I have with the Giants. It's just like I, you know, I don't. I think that they're kind of due to um, kind regress. of regress. Yeah, definitely regress a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to imagine this team being nearly as good last year without Buster Posey being behind the plate. Yeah. It's just like Buster Posey, like Freddie Freeman was for the Atlanta Braves, the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, I think Brandon Crawford last year, all the, like all of a sudden, just w- absolutely went off. It was 
insane. It was completely like unexpected. Um, I think he's due to regress as well, as well as Brandon Belt, who was unbelievable last year. Um, you know, and I, I know what you're saying about Gabe Kapler there. But then again, you know, look at what he did in Philadelphia. He's still Gabe yeah. Kapler. I understand. He's still like yeah. the same guy. You know, uh, you have Evan Longoria coming back from injuries, and you, you have Wilmer Flores on the team, and Yastrzemski, you brought in Jock Peterson, Darren Ruff. Lamont Wade's still on the team. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with for a lot of these teams out there. But, you know, to me, they're the third-place team. They're they're finishing behind the Padres in my eyes. But, um, you know, I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I think they're just kind of middle of the pack. I think that's fair. I, I Listen, like I said, I think it's more of a – when you look on paper, when I if I looked on paper, I'm taking the Padres all day, you know. You know, talent. You know, Bob Melvin's a great manager, but after what I, I mean, after what I saw last year, despite it being Chase Tingler's team, I, I gotta, I gotta see it. It's not like this team was, you know, a few games out of the playoff race. They didn't even get above five hundred. So that's just, I obviously they're going to improve. They're going to be a lot better, but. I got to see it, and that's that's the reason I think the Giants are the better, I guess, will finish better. Maybe not the better team, but I think they will finish better with a better record. So. Mm-hmm. Now, the last two teams, this is an interesting one. Um, the last two teams in the NL West, um, we have the Diamondbacks, who are just consistently bad, and then you have the Rockies, who are just the most confusing team in, in all of sports. The Rockies are. Who's going to finish in last? Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks? Yeah. Not the Rockies. No, I just, even though they aren't good, I mean, I just think they're always like just a team that's just, they're never like the worst team in baseball. They're always just kind of there, like 75 wins. And I think that's what we're going to do again. I mean, you know, Ryan McMahon. Chris, um, Chris Bryan, obviously, CJ Crone, Garrett Hampson. I, you know, I don't know what this team is going to do. I don't know what it's going to happen. I mean, Herman Marquez quite literally might be their only pitcher that's good this year in the entire staff, not even the, like the rotation, the entire staff bullpen included. And, but it's Coors Field at the end of the day. And I, I believe record wise, the the Rockies were one of the best teams in baseball at home. So, I mean, there's something about Coors field that just is weird, but I think they'll win. They'll, they'll get fourth place, 75, maybe 75 wins somewhere around there. So. I think so. Um, I agree. I think the Rockies fourth place, I think that I think they would have come in last without, getting Chris Bryant, which yeah. still just doesn't make any sense. But um, is what it is. They also got um, Randall Pritchick, who's going to be – who I think is going to be really good in Colorado, as well as C.J. Crone, Ryan McMahon, uh, Blackman, who's old and not very relevant anymore. But, um, you know, they're not they're, – they're at fourth place. <laughs> Diamondbacks, you know – there's not much there. 
There's, yeah, there's, there's, who knows? NL Central. Ooh. That's an, this is a very interesting division. Listen, I can, do you agree that it's a two team race though? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Uh, I mean, it's Cardinals and Brewers. I mean, that's, you know, the, the Cubs made some moves, but, but they're not, they're not, they're not there good. Yet. They're not good. And then the Reds and Pirates quite literally are awful on paper. They just mm-hmm. out of the out of the, the two teams combined, there's two good players, and that's Joey Votto and Brian Reynolds. Like well, performance I mean, wise. So far. I think the Reds I think the Reds are actually still like kind of good. I don't know. Like I, I think I, I will they have say, some good players. I will say that great American small park will certainly help that. And, you know, they still have Luis Castillo. They still have Tyler Molly. Hunter green. Hunter green will make his debut against the Braves. Mm-hmm. So Mike minor, Mike minor, Mike minors on this team. And shout out Mike minor. Vladimir Gutierrez was pretty good last year. I, I mean, see some great, good players. But... I Obviously, that reigning NL Rookie of the Year, Jonathan India. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just don't see a world where the Reds do anything at all. They I just, just don't think they're they're as bad as people think they are, but I still think that they're bad. And I think yeah. they're going to trade away the, the few good players that they have eventually. But yeah, like Mike Moustakis is still on that team. I mean, he definitely regressed a it's lot a, a, last year, but... There's kind of in a spot where it's like, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to really understand sometimes what the the Reds are doing because mm-hmm. they also got they, obviously they don't want to pay their Tommy players. They, 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 that's what it comes down to. They don't want to pay their players, and you know that's mm-hmm. it's the sad reality. DFA mm-hmm. MLB owners, but except for one, except for one, actually Steve two, Cohen. Steve Cohen. And Liberty Media, because DFA Liberty Media, Liberty Media, I think is like the best in baseball. Yeah. I mean, Steve Cohen is a very close second, but um, I mean, they also Reds also brought in Tommy Pham, which is kind of like kind of went under the radar. But Tommy Pham is a darn good player. That, that was the outfielder I, I was referring to on the Padres that they lost. But I don't know. I forget. Didn't they they brought in um Donovan Solano as well? Didn't they? Donovan Solano as well. Colin but a Moran. very good year in, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Colin you know, Moran's on this team. Tyler Naquin, Nixon Bell, Jake really Fraley, Aquino. I don't really see the Reds just – they're weird because they're, they're not Tyler, good. And, they're, not, they're not good, but they're also not going to do anything. It's really not a bad lineup. It's not a bad really. team, but they're not going to do anything. I think. I mean, it's the, also like their competition – I just feel like, you know, I was actually like thinking about this earlier. Like the Reds are really not as bad as people think, but they're still not good, but they're still not like. I, I think it also comes down to the, the pitching they're going to face. A and lot of the year. Also, they have no bullpen. At all. They have no bullpen, but I think it comes down to, you know, they're going to have to face Corbin Burns, Brendan Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Freddie Peralta. Yeah, let's just talk about the Wayno. Brewers while we're at it. Yeah. Let's just name the entire Brewers roster, but I mean that I think that's what it quite literally comes down to. That 
you know, you're going to have to face Stroman on the Cubs. You're going to have to face, you know, will Kyle Hendricks make a, you know, will he have a bounce back here? I, I, it's, it's interesting, but like I said, I don't see the, the Reds doing anything. They, they'll be around, you know, same as the Rockies, 75 wins in my opinion. So, yeah, let's just talk about the Brewers who I think, I mean, do you have the Brewers winning the division? I do. Okay, let's just talk about the Brewers. The Brewers, of course, this rotation is, I mean, we we saw it last year. We saw it firsthand in the National League Division Series, which, you know, everyone was saying, like, Braves are going to get beat by the Brewers. The Braves are going to get beat by the Dodgers. Uh, there's no way the Braves just beat the Astros, too. But we did. Um but this Brewers rotation is lethal. Burns, Woodruff, Hauser, Peralta. Number five, who knows? Urania? I don't know. But I believe. But um, Eric Lauer probably. Yeah. Who knows? But um, I mean, and then I mean, you could just go on to the bullpen too. I mean, the bullpen too. Yeah. Hater. Williams. That's all you got. That's all. That's all you got to say. Hater Williams, right there. That's Hater Williams, and then and but the list could really. Go. I could name three other dudes, quite honestly, that are going to be deadly in this bullpen. So Boxburgers, uh, probably Boxberger, another one. Boxburger, Jake Cousins, Aaron Ashby, you know, Brent Suter. I mean, th- th- this is just top to bottom. This pitching staff is so good, and. Mm-hmm. You know, will, will they put it together offensively? I I think everybody wants to see Christian Yelich just bounce back, go, go off. I mean, the, the years when Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich were 2018-2019 MVP race was something to watch. It was so fun to watch. And, I, I you know, what happened to them, who knows, but... I want to believe this is the year that Yelich bounces back. Will it be? I don't know, but I, I still have the Brewers winning the, the the division regardless, just because how good that pitching staff is alone. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's nothing against their offense either. It's just that their pitching is just so unbelievably good. You know, they, their outfield still consists of Lorenzo Cain, Andrew McCutcheon, Hunter Renfro, and Christian Yelich. You know. One of those guys is most likely going DH, and I, Andrew McCutcheon I think, and Lorenzo Kane were in the same outfield like eight years ago. <laughs> it's so good. I, I think that it look right as of right now. I think Hunter Renfro is the DH here because you got to have. You know, I mean, may, you know, Lorenzo Kane is just too good defensively not to have him out there. Andrew McCutcheon is, you know, he's not as good as he once was, of course, but um. He's still a darn good player. He played very well for the Phillies last year. And, of course, Yelich, who was on that big-time contract, has been disappointing in the last couple of seasons. But, um, you know, he's still a very, very talented player, and hopefully he can return to form this year. But, uh, you know, we we saw this team last year. They have William Thomas at short, Luis Arias, who is just really, really under the radar last year. He had a really, really good season. Really had a breakout here. They have Colton Wong, uh, Rowdy Telez over there at first base, possibly with Keston Hira, who is 
downright trash last year. But um, we also have Jace Peterson as a bench guy. Um, our old friend, Mike Brasso from the Rays. He's on this team as well. And Omar Narvaez and Victor Caratini, both very, very good uh, catchers. They have yeah. both of them. So this team is loaded, but and uh, they also have one other thing going for them. That's the Ploof Mojo. Oh, yeah. Ploof. Hey, you, we knew it wasn't going to be the Braves. The, I mean, mm-hmm. you just knew. You know, but... we're, we're like, even though we just won a World Series, now we're underdogs. Uh, oh, we'll just talk about the Braves here in a bit. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Brewers. Brewers, Brewers and White winning Sox was Brewers and White Sox. Brewers over the White Sox in seven games. That's the that's the verdict, right? That now. was the prediction. That was that was some kind of prediction. It was, you know, I like Braves and Six better. Braves and Six sounds cleaner. It does. You know, Brewers and Seven just doesn't sound good. You know, it's hard to imagine he could do it again. Back to back years, just crazy. It is crazy. It's the hardest thing to do in all sports, you know. You know, not winning one, but two back to back. You know, I don't know. Hey, but they're the, the Brewers are definitely going to have their hands full with this Cardinals team, and you know, while the Cardinals pitching is kind of a big question mark because you know, obviously Wayno, but Jack Flaherty's hurt. You know, Mike Miles Michaelis has not, not been great the last you know few years necessarily, or as good as he has been. But you know, they have a you know some studs. You know, Nolan Arenado, Dylan Carlson, Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt. You know, Yachty's in his final season, along with you know this big storyline. Albert Pujols is back in St. Louis. So there's going to be some extra juice, some extra mojo. And then, I mean, how can you leave off the best player on the team? Tyler O'Neill. Oh, I was about to say, like, that was, I was just like, no, you know, I, I don't, you don't can't worry. talk about I, this I was team. Getting, and I'll talk I, about... I was getting to it. Relax, relax. <laughs> you know, I couldn't leave off my guy, Tyler O'Neill, most under one of the most underrated players in baseball. So good. Okay. I put my boy Lars Newtbar. Lars Newtbar. What a, a guy. Name. Well, one of the best names in baseball. I think Sky Bolt is better. We'll, we'll, we'll name one Oakland A today. <laughs> Sky Bolt. Yeah. I think Sky Bolt's the coolest name. Can you baseball. name another that doesn't do PEDs for the Oakland Athletics? Hmm? Wait, Can you what? name another player on the Athletics that doesn't do PEDs? That doesn't do PEDs. So um, not Ramon Laureano and not, um, not wait, Frankie, not, not Frankie. Did Frankie, no, what did Frankie, didn't Frankie Montas do something? I don't remember what he I did. Think, I think he got busted for PDs as well. I point. think so. So basically the two best players on the Oakland athletics are both on the juice. That's what I'm hearing. I don't even like who, who, I only, who, who is Murphy? even going to be. Poor Free Sean Murphy. <laughs> Anyways, this this Cardinals team, as you said, it's they're loaded. Pitching staff, as you said, the injuries are kind of worrisome. But Albert Pujols, 
great story. Love seeing Carl Albert Pujols on this team. You know, they have a lot of old guys on this team. Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina. Um, Adam Wainwright is already, he's going to be turning 41 in August. But last honest, year it was I completely amazing. forgot they signed Steven Matz. Yeah, Steven Matz, yes. I mean, he's probably, I, I honestly completely forgot that. That was so long ago. Like the lockout just yep. completely just like locked my brain. Cause that happened like what? Like that happened like a few days before the lockout, right? November. Yeah, I think so. Um, but Yadier Molina is going to be turning 40 years old, which is just unheard of for a catcher to be, you know, still cat be catching at age 40. Um, Albert Pujols, who's already 42 years old, um, you know, coming to finish his career in St. Louis. That's awesome. Hoping he gets to 700 home runs. I, I would say it's kind of unlikely, but but you know he's going to be DHing quite a bit for this team, especially against left-handed hitters or, or pitchers, because he he destroyed them last year. Even as a forty-one-year-old man, this guy was unbelievable against lefties, right-handed pitchers not so much. But this team's loaded, love it. Um, another team in the NL Central, the Chicago Cubs. Let's just say also I mean, the, the Pirates in last. We're not even going to talk about them. Not no, even worth it. You don't really need it. There's nothing much to, you know, say. We, want, we, want, we also want the Pirates to do well. We want the Pirates to do well. Like, they, it's such a great fan base. It's a great city. And, great you know, a, a great, I, yeah. we, we, great we might need to make a trip up there one time. When they're actually good, which might be another oh, yeah. 40 years. but 40? That's a long time. Yeah, it'll be 60 oh. years old when we're finally going to go to Pittsburgh. 60. But I mean, the Cubs, you know, they added some pieces, you know, with with Marcus Stroman being the big ones. I mean, I I just I don't know. When I look at the the Cubs, I just it's like, what what is gonna happen? You know, I don't know. It's gonna be really interesting to see what they do. You know, they got our boy Jesse Chavez now. They got Drew Smiley. They got basically half of the Braves team. Uh, you know, some interesting stuff. But, you know, will Clint Frazier finally live up to the potential? Probably not. But, you know, we can always hope. Ian Happ, you know, Nico Horner, Nick Madrigal. There's guys on this roster that have talent and that are good. But I just don't see where they're they're not going to compete with the, the 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 Cubs or not the Cubs the, yeah, the Cardinals Cubs or the Brewers. So yeah, absolutely. I I agree. I still think that they're a third place team. I I love their you know their infield right now is kind of under you know possibly going unnoticed by a lot of people. But you know you're looking at Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel on the corners right now. Two kind of late bloomers. You know it's kind of crazy to even think about this but Patrick Wisdom even though he, you know he had a breakout year last year he's 30 years old Frank Schwindel is going to be turning 30 this year you know and all of a sudden like both of these guys like kind of came out of nowhere last year because they finally got the opportunity after the Cubs got rid of Brian and Rizzo you know you saw both of these guys you know really kind of break through in a big big way they brought in Angelton Simmons from the Angels um they have Nico Horner, who has a lot of potential. You have Nick Madrigal, who has a lot of potential. 
you know, there's a lot of pieces here. They have Jonathan VR. Uh, they still have, uh, they also brought in Seiya Suzuki, who, but I mean, they, who was unbelievable in Japan, but you know, yeah. can that translate over favorite to, to win the, America? Favorite to win the NL rookie of the year. So, I mean, you know, they got that going for them. They still have Wilson Contreras. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to say the least, you know, it'll be very interesting. You know, it's obviously a new look Cubs team to what they've seen, you know, the past, you know, six, seven years, obviously when they won the world series, but you know, I, it'll be something. So NL central Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Yep. Can we all agree? Braves are going to win the NL East again. Braves. Um, and no, that's not an unbiased pick. I just, you know, I said it last year, and I'm going to keep saying it until, I mean, I guess the Phillies now are, you know, in the mix as well. Until either the Phillies or the Mets can prove that they're better than the Braves, the Braves are still the superior team. Yeah. They're the team to beat. And it's not even like like I think if you looked at th- these three teams on paper, you know, whatever the Mets might be like on paper a better team, but the Mets are the Mets, and that's the the reality. The Braves won the World Series and got better, and I, that's that's the, the that's like that's where I'm at. It's the Braves won the World Series and got better. How can you not pick them to? win the division that's just where i sit so you know i know a lot of people have been bringing up the hangover effect you know you know maybe we're a bit hungover from winning the world series title last year but you know i'm going to quote trevor ploof here and you know please don't come after me i am 20 years old but you can't be hung over if you keep drinking. That that's that great is a quote. great quote. Put that on, we're putting that we're putting that on a t-shirt, guys. That's his that's that's Blue's quote. We're not we're not gonna, you know. Yeah, no. I gotta give him we just, credit. We should we should we should collab with him. That was a I mean, that sums it up perfectly. Okay, this team lost the heart and soul of this franchise and Freddie Freeman. But yeah, we went out and got Matt Olson, the hometown kid. And we also, you know, have brought in Colin McHugh, another guy who's, you know, has Atlanta roots. Um, you know, Kenley Jansen, who grew up a Braves fan, he wanted to be, he has wanted to be a Brave his whole life. You know, th- this team is just so, so great. And also, we won the World Series last year without Ronald Acuna Jr., which is just insane. This is a top five, top 10 player in baseball, depending on who you ask. If they're not a top 10, if someone says he's not top, not a top 10 player, like, you know. If you think Ronald is not a top 10 player, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, but pick up another sport, watch another sport. <laughs> but, you know, you're bringing in these new faces and stuff. You know, Ronald Acuna Jr. was not there last year on the field. Matt Olson, <laughs> Acuna and Olson, I think are the two best players on the, this Atlanta Braves team right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. And neither of them were on the field. 
for the World Series title last year. So, like, how can you, you know, have the hangover effect when you have these two new faces that are going to be, you know, centerpieces of your franchises moving forward? I, I It's just like this, this Braves team is a little bit different. I mean, I know losing Freddie, it hurts. I know. I understand. I feel it. But we, we're, we're still a better team. We're better in a better position financially as well. Um, moving forward, I think the biggest the biggest question mark, it's it's kind of a big question mark, is the back end of the rotation right now. You know, of course, you have the top three, which is insane. You got Freed, Morton, and Anderson. Anderson. You'll have Soroka coming back later on this year. You have Enoa, who was unbelievable until he decided to punch a wall. Um, Kyle Wright, you know, Kyle Wright, maybe I, I, give I think Tucker I, I Davidson. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this here right now. I think Kyle Wright is the, the, the guy. This the, he's gonna be the guy this year that everybody looks at, and be like, wow, this guy is like. I mean, there's a reason this guy was the number five overall pick out of Vanderbilt. This guy, I think, it was more of a mental thing when he got in that World Series game. Ever since that point, he has been like, it's a different player. He went those four and two-thirds innings or however long it was, looked great. And then you come here, he comes into spring training and goes seven and a third innings, doesn't give up a single run. I think it is – it was it was something – you knew we had the stuff, but I think that confidence has just clicked, and I want to – I think this is the year. Kyle Wright solidifies himself in this Braves rotation, and I think you could be you you could look look back at this next year and say, you know, like kind of like an Austin Riley, kind of like when we came in here last year, everybody was talking about we should trade Austin Riley. You know, Austin Riley isn't working out, and then look at what he does. He goes in, you know, puts an MVP caliber season up in in his whatever third year, second, third year in the league. And I, I think, obviously, I don't think Kyle Wright's not going to win Cy Young, but he is going to go out and prove that he is, you know, the guy that I think the Braves drafted in mm-hmm. 2018 or whatever that was. Now, listen, I think we're still going to give Kyle Muller and Tucker Davidson. And, you know, if it comes down to it, maybe Tukey. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, I think we're, we'll give a look a few looks at a few of these guys and you know of course until Soroka comes back and you know you gotta keep in mind that when Soroka went down he was our number one guy in our rotation which is just crazy to think about you know you know our number one guy in our rotation was not Max Freed it's just crazy to think about um so you know who knows if he can be nearly as effective but you know he's still going to be in that rotation no matter what when he comes back you know, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but, you know, if we give these, you know, younger guys some looks, it doesn't work out. We can make some trades at the deadline if we need to. You know, we're in a great spot with this team right now. And, but also, like, there's not that much need to worry about, you know, the back end of that rotation. Because even if they only can get you, three innings and, you know, 
give up five runs in three innings. Braves offense can score five runs. No doubt. Yep. They can do that almost on a nightly basis. I'm not saying it's going to be happen every night, but they have a, this offense is loaded. And also you have a lot of guys in that bullpen that you can rely on. Colin McHugh can go a few innings. Mentor. Jack, I mean, I was, I was about to say Jackson. Um, we'll, we'll talk about him in a second. But mentor, our boy Matzik. Um, McHugh, of course, as I said. Um, Kenley Jansen closing out games. You have Will Smith in the setup role. You know, this seems in, is in such a, an, an amazing spot that I'm really just, I'm super stoked to see what they do this year yeah. in person. It's going to be, I, I mean, this real tomorrow is the start of a, you know, one to quote it new era in Braves baseball because, you know, of the obvious fact that Freddie Freeman's no longer with the team and it's, you know, we're looking at the defending world champions. Now the defending world series champions and we're, we're starting a new era of Braves baseball with Matt Olson and, Ronald Acuna, once he comes back, obviously will be the face of Braves baseball for a long, long time. And I'm excited for the, for, you know, everything that happens this year, because, you know, these guys want to be here and, you know, Matt Olson, hometown guy, like, like you said, Colin McHugh, hometown guy. So these guys are ready to go and, you know, eight o'clock tomorrow. Let's, or I guess eight o'clock today, if you're listening to this now. So we got yeah. less than 24 hours yeah. until Brave season begins. Weather permitting, I think the weather is supposed to be just fine. But yeah, um, you know, Braves brought back Eddie Rosario, which is huge. Um, you know, having the outfield of Rosario and Duvall and, you know, um, Dickerson slash Heredia until Acuna comes back, of course. And then, you know, that infield of it's just a disgust. I mean, a disgusting but yet sexy infield. Yeah, I, I think and, and Darno behind the plate. What you mean by awesome. that, so. I mean, you can't deny it. Our 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 infield is good looking. <laughs> like so, like just straight up. It doesn't matter. Who you are, you just got to, like, it's get, compared to other teams. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody even compares. You know, I, you look at the, let's talk about the Mets infield. You know, you're looking at J.D. Davis, Francisco Lindor, who's awesome. But Jeff McNeil and slash Cano. And then you got Pete Alonso. Yeah, it's not even a competition there. Braves are so much better Gross. good looking. The only person on that in that infield that's even good looking is Frank Fisco Lindor. Mm-hmm. What does this podcast come to, by the way? What are we even talking about? So not only are the Braves be- better looking than the New York Mets, but we're just a better team. We're the better looking team, and we're a better team. Do you think the Mets are going to be a second place team? No. Yes. Yeah, I I, I think so. I. I just, you know, they, they got better, uh, but I, I, I think realistically, this is the second 
wild card team. Maybe the first, I don't know, but I think this, they will sneak into the playoffs. I think they, they have a good enough rotation. Obviously if DeGrom and Scherzer can stay healthy, if not they good stay so healthy, far. <laughs> yeah, it's already not the game season hasn't even started and DeGrom's already out a month. So, you know, that so it begins and, and Scherzer's dealing with the hamstring, but I mean, when these guys are on the field, they're really good, but I just, the, I, I think they're going to sweep it out. I think they're going to get a roster a playoff spot, especially now with the expanded playoffs for sure. And I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that, that's what, that's what it will take in order for the Mets to make the playoffs. The major league baseball literally had to expand the playoffs just so, so they can get the Mets in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, they could expand it all they want, but they can't get the Phillies in still. Um, as of the recording of this podcast episode, the Braves are six and a half games back. Um, even though the Braves play their first game tonight, or six and a half games ahead. So, yeah. Really but, just... you know, the, the Mets, their rotation consists, I mean, it's tremendous. I mean, it's just they got to stay healthy, and DeGrom's out for months. Okay. Also, I, Meant to talk about Luke Jackson back in the Braves thing, but we'll talk about the Braves at the end of the predictions. But, um, you know, they added Scherzer, one of the best pitchers in baseball, and possibly, and you know, arguably one of the better pitchers that you know we've ever seen. I mean, in, at least in like one of the best pitchers of the last 20 years, let's just say that. Yeah, um, they got Chris Bassett, who's not. Jacob DeGrom, and he's not Max Scherzer, but Bassett's very solid. Okay, and you also have Taiwan Walker and Carlos Carrasco. This team is very good. That rotation is tremendous. Yeah. And you also added Sterling Marte, who just hits and steals bases like crazy. Mark Canna, one of the more underrated players in baseball. You got Brandon Nemo. You lost, but you lost... Also lost Michael Conforto, one of the biggest bats in that lineup. So I'd say that their offense may have taken a step back, even losing Conforto. But who knows? I think at the end of the day, this team just needs to go out and perform. Nobody cares what they look like on paper. Mm -hmm. Literally, you could talk about this all day, but and they they have to go show it and you know until they show that i i'm not a believer of them in them until they show that mm-hmm. so they have to improve it to me it'll be interesting to see if buck show walter can finally turn that that uh franchise around because obviously you know this word is kind of a stretch since i'm a brace fan but it was a very disappointing season for the mets last year not for us but like just for the mets it was a very disappointing season for them. You know, they had an amazing team. They added a lot, especially Francisco Lindor. But, you know, can they put it all together? It'll be interesting. And who knows? Maybe the Phillies could f- finish in second place. I have them as a third-place team, but how about the Phillies? I mean, on paper, this offense is really good. I mean, there's no doubt about that. You got 
you know, obviously reigning MVP Bryce Harper. You add Nick Castellanos. You know, does Boehm have a, you know, quote, breakout year? You have, you know, Reese Hoskins. You have a guy that I've actually been – a guy coming up that I've been really impressed with, and Mickey Moniak, who was number one overall pick in 2016. He has been very, very impressive. One of the guys I've been like, wow, this guy is like – been really good in spring training you know obviously JT Romuto Kyle Schwarber Gene Segura the one I mean the one thing I don't think they addressed enough I guess they kind of addressed it but the kind of the, the thing that's been their downfall for years is the bullpen their bullpen just isn't good they have a solid rotation obviously Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and then Ranger Suarez, who's who was very solid last year, and Kyle Gibson and Zach Eflin. But at the same time, there, there are some guys in this bullpen that it's just like, if you're a Phillies fan, I would be like, oh, gosh, I'm scared if these guys come in and, like, pitch because I who knows what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I see it, at least. Their bullpen, I think, is still pretty weak. You know, they added Brad Hand, who has been absolute garbage last few years, um, ever since I believe it was 2019, where he was very, very good. Um, George Familia, who really hasn't really been relevant last couple of years. And Corey Knable, who is not even like it's not even close. He's like five times better than any other pitcher on that or pitcher in that bullpen, at least. You know, top of the rotation, dominant. Wheeler and Nola, both tremendous starting pitchers. Nola, bad year last year. Can he turn it around? I think he can, but the rest of the rotation, <laughs> pretty bad. Um, but, you know, their offense is very, very good. Defensively, it's going to be horrible. Um, yeah, defensive, that's the, I mean, defensively, it's going to be ugh. it's going to be a circus yeah. out there. That's It'll sure. be interesting to see. I mean, because we don't see it very often, you know. How is a team with absolutely horrendous defense gonna gonna turn out? Like, how is a team like is that really gonna come back to bite them in the end? Or is I mean, that I gonna really, be the difference between if you look at is that gonna be the difference between you know the Phillies finishing in second place and third place? Maybe it might be. I mean, I you could look at maybe one or two guys that I look at and say they're actually good defensively, and that's Bryce Harper and Gene Segura. And even Gene Segura is like, uh, I don't know. And real Muto too, but I mean, he's catcher. He doesn't really. Yeah, catch. I mean, you think catcher like, but I mean, you're going to plug, you know, I assume Nick Castellanos will DH. I'm not 100% sure. I think Schwarber's going to play left. I don't really, I guess they'll probably mix and match there a little bit, um, depending on what Joe Girardi wants to see. But it's going to be very interesting defensively. Obviously, Alec Bohm has been quite awful, quite literally awful defensively. You know, Didi Gregorius, who knows? Reese Hoskins is bad defensively. So, I, you know, I, they, there's not every team has Ron Washington on their, their staff. We're very lucky. We're very lucky. We're spoiled. In a good way. In a good way. Very good way. So, Nationals are going to be finishing in last. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. 
The Marlins in fourth place. This is the last team we'll talk about. How about the Marlins this offseason? I, I like the Marlins. I, I do, I really, too. I, I like the Marlins. But at the same time, <clears throat> I just – the offense, that's what it really comes down to. They obviously add Jorge Soler and Ivisael Garcia. But I don't really think that's enough to get them over mm-hmm. the hump. You know, Jesus Aguilar has been solid at times. They, you know, they added Jacob Stallings as well, who's, you know, not necessarily an offensive present, but very good behind the plate. That just adds to already a very underrated starting rotation. I think they don't get talked about enough with how good, you know, Sandy, I don't know. I don't know if it's Alcantara or Alcantara. I've heard it both, both ways. But Sandy has been, you know, one of the most underrated pitchers of baseball. He gets an extension that was, you know, a steal for the Marlins. And, you know, Pablo Lopez, you know, Max Myers will probably see come up um, at some point this year. And um, and then Trevor Rogers, who was a rookie last year, he's going to continue to improve. So, but I think it comes down to the offense, you know, mm-hmm. J- can Jazz and Jorge Soler and Jesus Aguilar and Ives Aiel Garcia, you know, really push this offense, you know, to get over the hump and, you know, maybe sneak. They might, I mean, I would not be surprised if they sneak past, you know, being a better team than the Phillies. I, I could, you know, I think we talk about the, the Phillies bullpen struggles in the defense. I think, you know, the Marlins are one of the more scrappy teams in the, in the league. I, you know, I I've said it, I've hated playing this team over the last few years because they steal so many bags and they steal, they do the little things. They do ABC baseball that you don't see a lot um, nowadays. And I, you know, that's the way Don Mattingly plays and old school. it's old school. And you know, it's something you I don't like see it. much nowadays and it's, it's awesome. And mm-hmm. then you had some big thumpers like Jorge Soler, obviously that we know a lot about. And Ivisael Garcia, you know, it'll be very interesting. But, you know, they're third, they're getting better, but still a third or fourth place team for the mm-hmm. time being. So I agree. Um, I think you said it all. I, I think, uh, you know, of course, it did add some thump, as you said, with Soler and Garcia, but, and the rotation is very solid. But, um, you know, can they, they're just, simply just not better than the top three teams in this division. Yeah. I mean, I think if you could put, if you put them potentially in like the, I mean, I think you put a lot of teams, but if you put them in like the AL central, I think they could legitimately compete for that second place spot. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's how, you know, good this rotation is. And, you know, I, it's, it's not a knock on the Marlins. It's just the fact that, you know, they have three teams above them that on paper and have performed better than the Marlins. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see the Marlins win, but, um, you know, it, it just not a good sauce. Not a good sauce. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, you know, the Marlins are in the playoffs and the Braves aren't, I'll go for the, I'll, I'll root for the Marlins. I mean, the, I don't know what world that would be. We'd be living in if that's the case. But alternate universe. We'll be we'll be living on Mars before that happens. Um. Anyways, 
we're not going to really talk about, you know, each playoff round. Let's just World Series predictions. Who you got? Unbiased or biased? We'll do unbiased. Unbiased? Okay. Okay. I'll say White Sox versus Dodgers. Unbiased. Who wins? White Sox. Well, you literally took the two two teams I was going to say. Like, <laughs> as soon as I was about to be like, oh, Dodgers and White Sox. So just to switch it up, I'm going to have to quickly think of two other teams off the top of my head. Um, oh, how many games? Oh, how many games? Uh, I'll go White Sox in six. I'm going Rays over Brewers. Whoo! In six. In six. Rays uh, over Brewers in six. That'd be fun. You know, I I want to see the Rays win it all. They they deserve uh, they deserve it. They're they're them and their 400 fans. They they deserve some. Hey, if the Rays are in the the in the World Series, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go. I'll go be a fan of the Rays mm-hmm. for. I'll go to World Series game, watch the Rays. Yeah, Brett Phillips, come on the pod. Baseball is fun, baby. Hey, baseball is fun. Let's go. I was gonna go Dodgers over White Sox originally, but uh, you, I, I, hey, I, I can't, I can't, I, I, I can't, I, I can't feel like that. that's. I mean, that's just like the. That was, I mean, it's a very boring pick, but it's the, I feel like it's the safe pick that, mm-hmm. the, you know, people are just going to choose. I, I like, you know, both teams, you know, I don't want to see Freddie get another ring with no, the Dodgers, no. but I hope the Dodgers uh, never win. I hope the Dodgers, I hope he goes like, he just never wins a ring in the six years he's in LA. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back to the Braves and then they win the World Series and, Whatever year that'll be, like 2028, 2031. I don't know. Anyways, um, we have just, I mean, this has been a long episode and we apologize for that, but uh, you know, a lot to cover. Um, I haven't recorded in a while. So let's talk about some of these, uh, just for the last few minutes, we'll talk about some of these recent Braves news and, and news and stuff. Uh, starting with Luke Jackson. Unfortunately, a uh, damaged UCL in his elbow. Uh, you know, well, is it likely or possibly need Tommy John? It's one of the two. I think it's. I he said. I think from what I'm saying, it's possibly. Yeah. But I think it's likely. You know, just yeah, I think it's <clears throat> bound to happen. As as much as it's it stinks, mm-hmm. but you know. We love Luke Jackson. We love we we let, let's let's be honest. We were we were haters of Luke Jackson mm-hmm. until this year, and I think everybody kind of was at, to mm-hmm. some extent. I think, but hey, you know he 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 goes out and proves us wrong and and helps mm-hmm. us win the World Series. I yeah. hey, I I will never be a Luke Jackson hater ever no. again. No. And, and until the end of time, he you know he's I will I will forever 
you know, defend Luke Jackson. So, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think I could have said that last year, this, this time last year, mm-hmm. <laughs> one year ago and, today, and I was, it, I was not saying that. Tyler Matzik, when he it was, when he came on the podcast and we were just talking for a while, like when I'm saying for a while, like that was, that episode was way too long. Um, but he, he talked about Luke Jackson being like, you know, he's, he, he, I really feel like he's going to turn it around this year. And we like, we were just like, really? But, you know, Tyler Matzik was completely right there. You know, that just adds to, you know, his legend, you know, he's a legacy. And it's, um, you know, I, I hate seeing this happen to Luke Jackson. You know, if this was like 2019, Luke Jackson would be like, oh, this team might have gotten better. Um, but n- not anymore. Like, uh, you know, just like thinking about that now, it's just like, it's just crazy because. I'm going to be honest. I don't, if the Braves didn't have Luke Jackson last year, I don't think we would have even, I don't, I, we wouldn't have won the world series. He was a, he was a huge part. I mean, mm. you can say, you can, you can say what you want. I mean, there was some stuff on Twitter when, you know, he got rocked by the Dodgers and no, that was one of, that was one of the few times I was, I, I never thought the day would come where I defend Luke Jackson, but I was, you mm. know, I was mm. on, on those, those people saying that because, we weren't we weren't in that situation without Luke Jackson. So you yeah. can't. I mean, you look at you know what what was up with that Dodgers series or whatever. You know, I, I get it. You know, before Tyler Matzik came in and just you know did that in the NLCS last year. You know, Luke Jackson worked himself into a jam. I think that was kind of a mental thing, especially after you know that Cody Belger home run that was against him, the three run homer that really blew. Uh, the game opened at what was it? Game three, game four, something. Game four. I think it was game no. three. Game four. Game four. No. Yeah, game four. I think. Yeah. Game I don't four. know. But but if you watch that home run back, that pitch was about two feet above the strike zone. It was like something that it was like a waste pitch. Okay, that pitch was it wasn't even wasn't supposed to be close, and it wasn't even close. It's just Cody Bellinger just pulled an Evan Gaddis on us. Yeah. You know. I mean, there, there was not. I mean, there, there was nothing. He could have done there. I mean, and I think he said this. He he said it. I I think after they won the the the, the series, he says that they're my daddy, and I, I got to figure out what what is I need to do to change. He knows that. He knows that. I think you know he'd be the first to tell you that that he's mm-hmm. you know been he's been owned by the Dodgers the last you know three or four years, and mm-hmm. but you can't. I mean, he he was he came back. A few days later and was outstanding in the in the world series and you know that there's, there's nothing else you can say about that the, mm-hmm. Luke jackson was a huge part of that run so mm-hmm. it's gonna suck not having him in 2021 he's likely oh, yeah. gonna miss parts of 2023 first time i think i've ever said 2023 but um <laughs> but you know if he has to undergo tommy john surgery which you know right now i'm pretty sure he's gonna have to it's it's gonna be hard but uh you know the braves bullpen it it, it can recover it can you know with the pieces that we got this offseason we're we're gonna be okay yeah um just hate it for luke jackson man and hope uh hope that's not as serious as you know it appears to be hopefully he doesn't have to have tommy john surgery but you know. um let's talk about well, we had to cut Brock Holt, unfortunately. That's kind of stunk. Especially it, okay. So also, I meant to say this earlier when I said I work for the Atlanta Braves. 
Um, what I say, okay, like this is this is kind of obvious, but I'll just say it anyways. What I say does not reflect the Atlanta Braves organization. This is my opinion. Okay. <laughs> this is not what the Atlanta Braves think. Okay. Um, he actually has like a, a guy like standing there telling him what to say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I just have to put that out there. Okay. I, this is not the Atlanta Braves speaking. This is just a fan who works for the Atlanta Braves. You just, the fan, the fan side of me, this is the fan's opinion. Okay. Orlando Arcia is not good at baseball. Okay. Like, He's he's horrible. I'm sorry. Oh, why do we sign like, an extension? I don't know. Like Adrianzo is so much better. Brock Holt would have been so much better. Okay, we also could have gotten Charlie Culberson this offseason. Fan favorite. Love Charlie Culberson. Love Charlie Clutch. Arcia is. Oh, it, it makes it, like this is one of the decisions. Like this is the only decision from this offseason that I'm just like I hate this. Especially, you know, because we went out and got Brock Holt, okay? And Brock Holt was, you know, he was doing okay in spring training. He just was, you know, sent to minor league camp, and it was just like, nope, can you release me instead? And we were like, okay. It stinks. Sure. I, 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 I really was looking forward to seeing Brock Holt in a Braves uniform and, you know, coming off the bench and, you know, playing a utility role from time to time and, you know, potentially going out there to give – a guy like Dansby Swanson a day or, or Ozzy Albies or Austin Raleigh a day off. But RC is that guy apparently to us. No, hey, but maybe, you know, who knows? I don't even know. Well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. I mean, I'm sorry if you're a big Orlando RCF fan, but like, I'm just not seeing it there. Like there's, you know, and he was horrible this spring, by the way. Yeah, he was like how many double plays? Like, it, how many double plays did he hit, hit into? And like eight or nine, felt like it. I don't know. New double play king. We have a new one. Shout out Matt Kemp. Shout out to Matt Kemp. <laughs> Good times. Um. Anyways, um, that's about what that's about it in terms of Braves news and stuff. Uh, I believe we talked about Acuna being back first week of May. Yeah. Excited. We talked about that. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. I'll be there the first week of May. If or if we're on, if we're at home, I can't remember, but I'll be there. Uh, I, don't almost... even, I don't even know the schedule. Honestly, between, <laughs> we play the Reds tomorrow. In the yeah, between National. between May first and about August twenty eighth, August 29th, I will be at every single game. <laughs> Almost every single game. There might be like a couple here and there that I'm just like I, I won't be at, but um, obviously if something comes up as well, you know, that could be a reason as well. But if you are there, um, please do say hey, get your tickets. You see, Geek. the Atlanta Braves actually recommend that you use Ticketmaster. Sorry, um, you see, Geek, get a discount. Helps me out, so it helps you out too. So, do it. Does it help me out? It helps me out. Come on now. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Okay. Go out. Support pack, the Braves. Pack, 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 pack Truist Park this weekend. This weekend? Like, every weekend. Every, every day. Weekend. Pack hey, the battery. Let, let's, 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 be, let's, let's win the attendance um, 
I don't know what it, what the most attended most attendance in the league this year. I think we were like what like third last year or something. I believe we were second. Were we second? Was like us and the Dodgers maybe? Dodgers but, were first because they actually hold about ten thousand more people than yeah. Drew it's rigged. It's rigged. It is rigged. It's all. It's all. No, it's, it's always rigged for the Dodgers. <laughs> okay. Also, can I just like point out like my, you know, right now I am going to unfollow. Major League Baseball and MLB cut four and all that stuff because all of a sudden, just because Freddie Freeman is a Dodger, they're starting to post about Freddie Freeman now. I think I, I, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that's noticed, noticed that. It's ridiculous. I hate it. Like, where was this for the last 10 years? Hey, you know puts on another color and uh, I, I can only imagine what, like if he went back to the Braves, if they would ever post anything about him. Nope. Like, like people like didn't take notice of Freddie Freeman and how good he was until the Braves started make, making the playoffs again. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, he, even though he, like he started getting a little bit more recognition, he was still kind of an underrated player. And now all of a sudden, Freddie Freeman is like the most posted about player in the world. So, yeah. Yep. That's what it is. Uh, and hopefully, um, you know, you get your tickets for Braves Dodgers. Unfortunately, you're not going to, they're kind of sold out. So you'll have to stick with secondary market, but Seeky Kick, <laughs> has tickets. Excuse me. <laughs> See, he has your tickets. I'm sorry, I've been talking for two hours straight. Oh boy. No, I have a voice left. I'm getting a little choked up here. Open gates tomorrow. I'm getting emotional. Today. <laughs> Today. Well, it's, it's still tomorrow for us. So, tomorrow for us. Two hours and 53 minutes until opening day. For us. For yes. Us. Hour and 53 for a lot of you guys. So, for some, for some of you, See you tonight. See you this weekend. I don't know. Who knows? knows? Maybe I'll see you over the summer. Who knows? Anyways. Um, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitch. And we'll be the show 22. Streams coming at you, coming at you at some point in the future. Um, Will be happening this weekend, of course, because I won't be here. Um, and then email us, leave us a good review on iTunes. Check out SeatGeek. Yeah, that's a lot. That's that's, that's a lot. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a fun I'll year. You, I'll, I'll let you Run do outro if, if you want to, or do you want to? Uh, do you want to play something you. in the episode? I don't know. I don't. Will we play? No, we won't. We won't. It's been too long. Anyways. Yeah. It's been too long. Okay. All right. So until next time, my name is David Waters. And I'm Luke Harden. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Thanks for sticking around this whole time. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. You know, it's baseball. Who knows? Hopefully. Oh, and hopefully, like, this wasn't just always time. You know, I think this was like, you know, action-packed episode this was one of our more action-packed episodes i think yeah anyways until next time i'm david waters and i'm luke harden thank you all for listening and we will catch you all and
episode 11 of season two of Talking Braves. See y'all. Peace, guys.